Well, hello. And here we are on the 20th of December, 2020. And we all know that we should be at the Barnabas Centre for what would be one of our major Christmas Sundays. We might even have had our carol service, which is the biggest service we have in the year on this Sunday. So I'm very, very sad that that's not the case and looking forward to returning to those live meetings as soon as possible. But this is still a Christmas service and we're going to capture some elements of that Christmas service in this talk. In fact, I'm going to read to you the Christmas story as recounted in Luke chapter 2, which we normally use as one of our main readings in the carol service. And then I'm going to retell the Christmas story in a different way that relates to the experiences that we have had as individuals and families and households and a church community during this challenging year of 2020. But first, I'm going to read the story. I love reading the story of Christmas and Luke tells it beautifully, particularly from uh, the point of view of Mary. So I'm going to read Luke 2 verses 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which our Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard about it were amazed at what the shepherds 
said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is one of the most familiar passages in the whole Bible and will be familiar to most of us listening to this video and, and materials from uh, this chapter used in nativity plays, at schools, and in all sorts of other contexts. But it's a profound and important and transforming story that tells us how uh, the birth of Jesus was uh, taking place and received by the very first people who discovered that Jesus had been born in Bethlehem. But the context of us telling this story feels so different, doesn't it? Here we are on video, we're remote from one another, we're not in our church building, Christmas is not functioning as normal, and we've had a year of tremendous disruption and dislocation in our lives, in our town, our community, in our church, in our families. So what I want to do today is to think about this story from a different angle. I'm going to retell this story from a, a different point of view, another aspect of what the story tells us. And before I do that, just to comment that <clears throat> what we've seen in this year, just in our own human experience, generally speaking, can be described, and this is my summary, painful disconnections and unexpected connections have taken place in our lives. There have been lots of painful disconnections as we can't gather with, with people, we can't connect with our friends and family in a normal way. There's been lots of isolation, lots of remote working, lots of pressure on family units and homes, lots of people pressurized by economic circumstances and jobs and just the feeling of being um, overwhelmed by all the complexities and problems that are going on in our society because of COVID and the suffering that it's brought. That has brought painful disconnections to all of us to one degree or another. It might be very mild, it might be very severe for you. But it's also brought unexpected events, unexpected connections to people and circumstances that would never have happened if we hadn't gone into this crisis. Now, what I'm going to propose to you is to look at this story of the birth of Jesus from the point of view of Mary and Joseph and their personal and family life. And what we're going to see is that in this story, we don't just have the incredible birth of Jesus, but we also have painful disconnections and unexpected connections. Now, there were two events that happened in the life of Mary and Joseph that totally affected the birth of Jesus, the circumstances of the birth of Jesus. And these events were negative events caused by uh, negative actions of other people, hostile actions of other people that deeply impacted their lives. Now, we've been through an experience where the impact of a virus uh, hostile to us has deeply impacted us in this year. Well, they, as this wonderful event was about to take place, found that they were the subject 
of hostile and difficult events. The first one is the one mentioned here in this text, the census that was taken by the Romans. And this affected Mary and Joseph in a drastic way because the census came at a terrible time for them in the very late pregnancy of Mary. What was this census all about? The Romans had censuses all over the Roman world on a regular basis. And there were two things they were looking for. They were looking for um, taxation accountability of the populations. They wanted to know who they were going to tax and where they lived. And sometimes they were also looking to recruit soldiers and conscript them into the army. In the case of the Jews here, it was to do with taxation. And so they took this census. Now for us, when we have a census, happens every 10 year in our country, you fill in a form, a paper copy online, you update your records and we can do it all electronically. But this census involved going to the place of your ancestral home. And so this disruptive event caused a painful disconnection. But there, weren't, there wasn't just one disruptive event for Mary and Joseph, there were two. Because if you recall, shortly after Jesus was born in Judea, the local king being Herod the Great, who'd seen the Magi come through his, his, uh, his city in Jerusalem and come to his palace and talk to him about this child that they'd heard about, they wanted to find. He, was, he became very hostile and fearful and instigated a plan to go to Bethlehem to kill off all the infants and young male children. Now, this was a very hostile event which forced Mary and Joseph into a second relocation. Not only did they have to go away from home for the birth of Jesus to Bethlehem rather than Nazareth, but once the baby had been born within a few weeks, they couldn't go back to Nazareth. They had to go on an, another journey. They had to go out of the country even to Egypt and spend some months there until Herod the, Herod the Great died. He was very elderly at this time and he died shortly after this moment. It was 80 miles for, for Joseph and Mary to get from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It was at least 200 miles for them to get to Egypt along a desert road, probably using camels for transport. This led to many painful disconnections for them. At this precious and wonderful time, they were disconnected from their family and friends in Nazareth. They were disconnected from their synagogue community there, their social centre, their religious centre. They were away from routine. And they were away from a source of income. Joseph's carpentry business, his woodworking business, was having to be looked after by someone else. How did they actually have the money to live all these months? So they experienced painful disconnections in the process of Jesus coming into this world. Remember, I said that I saw two things in the COVID crisis year, painful disconnections and unexpected connections. So even though they were going through a very hard time and we can easily sentimentalize it and romanticize it, it was a very, very hard time for Mary and Joseph in so many ways. Yet, God bless them. 
God was there. God caused some unexpected connections. In the same way that many of you will know that during this difficult year, God has been with you and he's been helping you and your family and your household and your friends and your midweek group and the church in general in remarkable ways. What were these surprising new connections for Mary and Joseph? Well, we've seen one in this passage. The shepherds come bursting into uh, their accommodation in Bethlehem, come to the uh, manger to worship. That must have been a blessing when the angels said, the, the, the shepherds said, we saw some angels on the hillside. But not only that, sometime later, someone else of a very different nature came knocking on the door in Bethlehem in their accommodation. The Magi, the wise men, who didn't just come with excited words like the shepherds did, they came with profound gifts, gold, frankincense, myrrh. And then here's another one. This is a very moving one. Because they were in Jerusalem, they could go and dedicate Jesus to the Lord in a traditional Jewish way in the Jewish temple in Jerusalem because Jerusalem was less than five miles away from where they were staying. So they could go up the road to Jerusalem, go to the temple and dedicate Jesus, their newborn son, to the Lord. They didn't have the family around them. They were on their own, but they weren't really on their own because while they were in the temple, Somebody they'd never met before by the name of Simeon. And another lady by the name of Anna, a prophetess, separately approached them and gave them words of comfort and encouragement. Simeon said, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. And then in Luke 2.33, it says the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about Jesus. They were encouraged in this difficult situation. Newborn baby, away from home, away from their family, disconnected, uncertain where their income was going to come from. And yet a prophet spoke into their lives and reassured them they were doing the right thing and they were in the right place. I wonder if you've had any assurances like that this year. At times when it might have been really shaky for you for one reason or another. God speaks a prophetic word, something in scripture, a word of encouragement from your friend. A song that you're singing, just a moment when you're praying and you know that you're doing the right thing and God is with you. And these surprising new connections, of course, included the angels who appear on a number of occasions to both Mary, first of all, and then later on to Joseph to guide him in the decisions that he must make as the father of the child. In a year of COVID, painful disconnections, but unexpected connections. In the life of Joseph and Mary, painful disconnections, 
but unexpected connections. As the Son of God was being born into this world, the parents were in a difficult situation in terms of looking after Jesus, providing for him, and they were unable to go home at the time that they wanted to go home. But the story ends, as Luke recounts it, um, in Luke chapter 2, verse 39 and 40, the second half of verse 39 tells us that in due course, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong and was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. So the story, the Christmas story, ends on a different note. We've had painful disconnections. We've had unexpected connections. And then we have the hope of reconnection. They reconnected with their home world, their hometown, with their business, with their friends, with their family. And perhaps Mary's mother could come and help this nursing mother at last. And the wider family could gather around this young couple as they nurtured the infant Jesus. So if we read the Christmas story this way, we see an interesting pattern that human uh, negative events and negative events that happen in the natural world, such as COVID, will overtake us and negative human events overtook Mary and Joseph. Their life was profoundly dislocated. And I would estimate that the period from them leaving Bethlehem to, return to returning to Bethlehem after King Herod's death from Egypt could be a year or more. We can't be sure of the exact timing, but that's a reasonably good estimation from the evidence we have. A year of painful disconnection and dislocation. That has a familiar ring to it, doesn't it? 2020, a year of painful dislocation and disconnection. But during this year, God has been faithful to us as a church and to you as individuals, households and family units. And we want to thank God at the end of the year for the way he's provided for us and helped us. And some of us have had really difficult problems to deal with, but some, some totally unexpected challenges. But God's been with us. God is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. God was with Mary and Joseph, not just in the sense that Jesus was born to Mary in a miraculous way, but he provided for them and protected them in a time of considerable an unexpected vulnerability because of hostile events that happened around them. But they came through it. They were faithful to God. God protected them and helped them. 
So I want to take from the Christmas story just another way of looking at it, to give you an encouragement to the people of Barnabas Community Church and any other friends who hear this video and uh, see the message that we're, we're bringing. I believe in 2021 we're going to see some real reconnections. We're going to see the reconnection of people in our community. It seems weird to me to have to think that for many of you, I haven't seen you face to face since the very early part of 2020. And I'm sure you have a similar feeling, but the, the church is going to be reconnected at a relational level, step by step in 2021. And during the difficulties we've experienced, God has been with us. Our finances have been provided in the church. We thank God for all those people that are giving regularly, want to take this opportunity to thank you for that this year. We've had sufficient provision to be able to refurbish our buildings. We've be able, been able to vigorously move forward with our food bank project in difficult circumstances. And we've been able to do some remodeling in our building. And we've been able to think imaginatively about where we might be in 2021. More of that in due course. God will be reconnecting us. So as you approach the Christmas story uh, this year, have a look at it from a different angle. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening today. And I really look forward to the time when many of us will start meeting again face to face which will surely happen in the coming months. Bye for now.